Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Hello again, everybody. Welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Getting ready for the start of the men's basketball season. New season gets underway this Saturday. The Gamecocks will take on Norfolk State at the Colonial Life Arena, and that will tip off the 2015-2016 men's basketball season. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock Central analyst, the captain, Kerry Rich, former Gamecock basketball player. Kerry, good to be with you today. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, and it's always good to be with you, Emerson. Kerry, I'm very excited about uh, men's basketball for the Gamecocks. Frank Martin has come into Columbia and is taking him some time to get his players in place. You know, recruiting is always an uphill battle at South Carolina because we got ACC teams in the area to compete with, and you got Kentucky in the same conference, and we know recruiting South Carolina has been difficult over the years. But Frank Martin has now started to get some of his own players in place, and South Carolina's got six true freshmen on the roster this year, and a blend of some veteran players in there as well, with Sendarius Thornwell appears to be uh, gearing up for a big year. Both the big men, Kaichinus and Kevishus, uh, also seniors. Michael Carrera is a senior. So you got some veteran leadership here to go with a big group of young talent. Talk about this 2015-16 Gamecock team. Well, I think um, what you just mentioned, before mentioned, is why there seems to be a lot of excitement around this basketball team. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, Frank Martin has finally uh, gotten to the point where he can recruit athletes who are good enough to play in the SEC. I don't think many people really know and understand what type of shape this basketball program was in when he first took over. You're talking about a team that only had maybe one, possibly two guys who were SEC-capable players. And one of those guys happened to be um, a pretty good standout on the football team, uh, which ultimately means he was a part-time basketball player, part-time football player in Bruce Ellis. And as good as he was, um, and I say this in a very respectable manner, uh, your best player can't be a part-time football player at this level because of the teams that you have to compete against. Um, you talked about the incoming freshmen. Uh, in year number four, Frank and, and the staff, they've done a really good job of now going out recruiting guys who were good enough to not only play at South Carolina, but good enough to play at other BCS schools. And that hasn't always been the case, Emerson. Uh, you looked at a lot of the guys that Frank had to take flaggers on early. Uh, those guys had South Carolina as his biggest offer, uh, which tells you that there weren't a lot of other suitors uh, in the ACC, in the SEC for those guys. Uh, that's normally a, um, a a telling sign when it comes to the type of player you're bringing into the program. Now you have guys that are good enough to play. Uh, and, and the guy that comes to mind right now is P.J. Dozier. Uh, P.J. Dozier, the guy that's uh, that was a McDonald's All-American. Uh, P.J. Dozier could have gone anywhere in the country to include uh, Duke and Kentucky, uh, those schools, uh, you name them. 
uh, those students recruited him. Those students were after him, and uh, he chose to stay home. He chose to uh, be a part of something that's that's new and fresh, and, and be a big part and major component of this program as it get as it gets ready to turn the corner. Chris Silva is a very athletic six nine six ten guy that runs the floor, jumps well. Uh, tremendously athletic. Uh, he's a guy that plays with the revved up or high motor, but he's a guy that's going to play well. Uh, Ray Doby, um, he brings an inner city toughness. Uh, East St. Louis, uh, he's going to help. He can stretch it and play the three or four uh, position down there in the post. Jamal Gregory also brings an inner city toughness. And going back to Ray Doby, he was a DePaul commit, and after Oliver Fennell was fired, uh, he reopened his commitment in South Carolina was fortunate to be able to get in on Jamal Gregory, uh, who chose South Carolina over Maryland and K-State, a tenacious defensive player, a guy that has tremendous athleticism. Uh, you, you just got a mixture of guys. Um, Eric Cobb, who's a shoot-back-to-the-basket type post player that South Carolina hasn't had in a long time. Uh, but, you know, with all of that being said, when it comes to the excitement generated by the incoming freshmen, uh, they're only going to be as good as the veterans and the upperclassmen allowed them to be. Meaning, you know, those guys have been through it. They were really, really close last year, just didn't have enough offensive firepower to get over the hump. But defensively, they were always good enough to be in position to win. Well, now uh, those guys, because of that experience, will be able to help the younger guys not have to burden that heavy load as freshmen having to go through it all by themselves. That's why this uh, this mixture is so unique, and that's why I think the excitement that's now present when it comes to the Gamecock basketball program is in place. That great mixture of young, incoming, fresh talent to go along with pooling commodities, experience, and a veteran presence. Kerry, talk about the guard position. You know, it looks to me like the Gamecocks are in good shape at guard. You've got Thornwell, a junior. Dwayne Notice had a very good year last year. He's also a junior. Justin Mackey, much improved last year. He's a junior as well. And P.J. Dozier, the McDonald's All-American, comes in as a true freshman. And the Gamecocks, you know, appear to be stacked at the guard position. Will this be a guard-oriented team? I wouldn't necessarily say it's going to be a guard-oriented team, but I can tell you that Frank and the staff will rely heavily on the guards just because of talent that's in place and the depth at that position, the rotation that's going to be in place. Darius Thornwell, the healthy Darius Thornwell, is, is bouncing around. He's running. He's jumping. He's attacking the rim with ferocity. He's getting to the free throw line. He's knocking down the one-two dribble pull-ups. So he's back to where he used to be. He wasn't healthy last year. Dwayne Notice has made himself into a quality SEC guard. And that's something that he struggled with early on. Confidence-wise, he didn't think he was good enough to play. And not only just play, but make a difference in the SEC. Well, because of the success he had uh, the last half of the season, he now believes and he now understands. And he's convicted in the fact that he's a quality SEC player. He'll be the best outside shooter for this basketball team. Justin Mackey is a guy that's you know been up and down, but he's a guy that, that has shown the ability to score the basketball um, so he's a junior. He knows that he's been through it. Marcus Stroman in his second year now, uh, he understands it. Uh, his presence will be more so on the defensive side of the basketball court, running the team. Very cerebral, high IQ type of basketball player. He's not going to do anything to hurt you. His only issue is that, and this sometimes will serve as an Achilles heel, especially when the game has to slow down and they have to play half court. Uh, just his inability to knock down the perimeter shot. 
he spent a lot of hours this summer trying to improve uh, his jump shot, his perimeter shot, even adding in a few runners and floaters. Uh, he's going to need those just to be able to keep the defense honest uh, whenever they're in the game because it doesn't take long for that sky report to travel. If teams know you're not going to make the perimeter shot, then they're not going to honor you. They're not going to acknowledge you. And now uh, what you have going on is you have five against four um, from, on the defensive side of the court because they're not having a guard. Um, if he's able to just keep the defense honest without being a great shooter, then uh, he'll also be a valuable commodity. Uh, but uh, P.J. Dozier is the one kid that will just add so much to uh, the basketball team, especially the backcourt position. At 6'7", he's a legitimate point guard, and he has an unbelievable understanding and IQ of the game. Um, he's not going to wow you with a 20- to 25-point game uh, stat. That's not who he is. But what he is going to wow you with um, are the assists, just the skill for the game, great passes, his athleticism, and just his overall presence on the floor that's going to make it a little bit easier for everybody else around. That's why I expect you there to also have a picnic year. And also Dwayne Notice, because now he's relieved of having to deal with point guard duties. Dwayne Notice can just concentrate now on scoring the basketball. Gamecock Central Radio here with Emerson Phillips and Kerry Rich. We've got new smartphone apps that are available now for Gamecock Central Radio. The Android app is available, and we've also got the new iPhone app. So simply search Gamecock Central Radio, and don't forget we're on iTunes as well. Just search Gamecock Central Radio. Kerry, let's stay with the guard position for just a moment. I'm glad you mentioned Marcus Stroman, the local product out of Keenan High School, a a 6'2 guard that appeared to get better as the year went on last year, and he gave Frank Martin and the Gamecocks some good minutes. So talk about the guard spot a little bit more. Who's going to play the one? Who's going to play the two? How is Frank Martin going to utilize all these guards that we've talked about? The one thing I do know for sure is that um, at this level, to be good, uh, you better have a rotation, you better have depth, and this is uh, depth is something that this Gamecock basketball team now has. Uh, when it comes to point guard position, uh, three point guards will be uh, Marcus Stroman, T.J. Dozier, and Darius Thornwell. Now, um, at some point, and I don't know when, uh, because as a freshman, you're still learning, you're still trying to uh, master things, and you're still transitioning. And for Frank, it's very important for his guys to know what's going on, to know his system, to know and understand his vision, to know assignments. And it's going to take a little bit longer, regardless of how good you are as a freshman, it's going to take a little bit longer to uh, to transition from that standpoint. With that being said, there's no doubt in my mind that at some point, uh, P.J. Dozier is going to be the starting point guard. I just don't know when. I don't know when Frank is going to make that transition um, with regards to who's going to start at the point. But I see in the backcourt a lot, uh, Dozier, Thornwell, and Notice in the backcourt a lot. And Stroman also will be in there too. Because Dozier and Thornwell offer so much versatility, those two guys can play all three positions um, in the backcourt, uh, the one, two, and three. So that versatility along with the depth uh, makes it, uh, a little bit more competent for Frank to be able to experiment and get guys in and out. And also, that's why, uh, you know, a guy like Justin Mackey, who's shown the ability to score, he's going to have an opportunity to get in there and score some time because, you know, outside of uh, Dwayne Notice, outside of Pereira, uh, I'd venture to say that Mackey may be the next most capable perimeter shooter. 
Kerry, let's talk about the big men for a moment. Carrera's back 6'5", you know, kind of undersized for a forward, but a very aggressive player, good rebounder, good defender, and a veteran player, a guy that's been through the uh, the SEC slate with the Gamecocks for some time now. So he, he knows how to play ball in the SEC. Chet Kevishus and Kaichinus are back, and we got some new faces that will play forward this year. You talked earlier about Eric Cobb and Ray Doby, the two true freshmen. How much can we expect these young guys to get some time uh, with the veterans, Kaichinus, Carrera, and Chet Kevishus back again this year? You expect the young guys to get a lot of time. Um, I think – uh, what they're able to bring will serve as a great complement uh, to what the veteran guys are already uh, bringing to the floor. When you're talking about uh, Mendy and, and Lamonis and, and Michael Carrera, uh, those guys have been through it. And, uh, you know, Chris Silver, you're talking about an unbelievable athlete. You're talking about one of those guys that, uh, as a South Carolina fan, uh, you'd often ask, why can't we get one of those six nine six ten guys that can run and jump and dunk and block shots all over the place. Well, he brings that. And also by playing alongside of the veteran guys, again, that helps cover up the deficiencies that freshmen are just going to bring to the floor. That's just the reality. Every freshman will hit a rough patch. The key to hitting that rough patch is how quickly you get beyond that rough patch. Most of the freshmen, once they hit that wall, but once they hit that rough patch, they're not able to recover until their sophomore year. Well, by having veteran experience, by having a veteran presence, by having guys that have been through it, now you speed up the process just a little bit more because, you know, you, you don't have to leave them out there. Uh, so now you save this confidence. You get them to understand what just took place. And, you know, you use that as a learning tool, so to speak. So from the standpoint of um, how much those young guys are going to play, the young guys are going to play. They're going to play quite a bit. Talk about Chris Silva a little bit more. 6'9", 220, true freshman out of New Jersey. I read somewhere a week or so ago that you said he's got a competitive streak to him. You know, Maybe a little bit of nastiness, for lack of a better term, Kerry. This guy's a competitor. First of all, he's a great athlete. Uh, he's the fastest guy on the team. He jumps out of the gym. Uh, he's going to be on a lot of highlights this basketball season. Either he's going to uh, get a bunch of dunks, he's going to get a bunch of blocks, or he's going to get dunked on because he tries. He goes at everything. <laughs> and on top of that, he plays with a revved-up motor. Or in basketball terms, he plays with a high motor. plays really, really hard every single possession. And because of that, uh, that's put him in position to earn some playing time right away. And on top of all of that, he plays with a nastiness that we all could appreciate, um, especially in that tank area, in that post area. Uh, such a physical game, and, and, and mentally you got to be locked in to uh, be ready for the physicality that is along with that position, and he's ready for it. And uh, that's the one thing that I really appreciate about Chris Silver. Yeah, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be on a lot of highlights in this basketball season. Yeah, attitude, uh, that aggressiveness in the paint is something that maybe the Gamecocks have lacked here in recent years. So Chris Silva will be a welcome addition for this 2015-16 Gamecock men's basketball team. Emerson Phillips and Kerry Rich with you here on Gamecock Central Radio, giving you a season preview. The season gets underway this Saturday night at the Colonial Life Arena. South Carolina will host Norfolk State in the first game of the new year. You can get 
Breaking Gamecock news alerts delivered to your email inbox. Just text USC to 42828. Text USC to 42828 or go to the Gamecock Central homepage for more information. Kerry, let's take a look at the schedule for a little bit. and We'll start with the out-of-conference slate that starts Saturday against Norfolk State. The Gamecocks will also play Monday night at home against Oral Roberts. And then three games in the U.S. Virgin Islands as part of the Paradise Jam. And then we've got four consecutive home games, and then the Gamecocks will play Clemson at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena in Greenville. Clemson's playing up there in Greenville this year due to renovations that are going on to Little John Coliseum. And then uh, just before Christmas, a trip to Uncasville, Connecticut. The Gamecocks will play at the Mohegan Sun Arena. They'll take on St. John's there. Francis Marion comes to Columbia on December the 30th. So talk about this non-conference strength of schedule and what we can expect to see early in the year. For the team to hopefully get off to a good start, I think it's really important uh, for this year. The team needs to get off to a good start. Last year, they got off to somewhat of a slow start and was able to kind of uh, regroup and, and go on that run and go up to New Jersey by beating uh, Iowa State. I think for this team, because of the expectations in place, uh, that are in place, and I will tell you that the team has expectations. The team expects to win this year. The older guys are tired of getting close and, and, and not being able to get over the hump. Uh, they're hungry. They're, they're, they're seeing so many of the other teams and so many of the other newcomers, uh, get so much praise and so much recognition and they're bothered by that. And that's going to be part of their mantra. It's going to be a part of their approach when it comes to, you know, just proving everybody uh, wrong. I think Sundarius said that, uh, the dog mentality, you know, dog work is what he said. And that's what I expect from this basketball team. But, you know, some of the games that stand out, I will tell you that the trip over the Virgin Islands, but this team isn't going over there just to you know, be a part of it. They're going over with the expectation of winning this basketball tournament. They could uh, go up against teams like DePaul, Florida State. Florida State will always be one of the biggest teams in the country. DePaul is transitioning just a little bit, but still uh, having the opportunity to go against one of those two teams, or both of them, uh, certainly will go a long way. St. John's is another school that's rich in history, rich in tradition. Now, they just lost to a Division two school, um, uh, maybe a week ago, so uh, uh, I'd venture to say that they've gone back to the drawing board, and that's probably not going to happen again. They also were, were without one of their key players on that basketball team for that game, so we'll see what happens with them. Clemson is always a nice match. I think it's going to be even more interesting um, as they play in Greenville. You mentioned the renovations that are taking place uh, over at the old Little, uh, Little John Coliseum, which I might add was one of my favorite places to play all of the SEC schools and all of the arenas I've had the opportunity to play in. Little John was actually one of my favorites because of the intimate setting, fans being right on top of you, and it always made for a very, very fun game when we played up there. Hmm. And Memphis, you know, Memphis is a team, look at what they've done over the last couple of years with um, um, Pascal and uh, Calipari before he got there. They've always done a really good job of recruiting, so you know, those are kind of some of the teams that stand out, and uh, um, it's important for this team to use those games to build momentum as they get ready to go into SEC play. All right, Memphis will be the final non-conference game before the Gamecocks open SEC play. The Memphis game will be at the Colonial Life Arena on January the 2nd. And then on January the 5th, Kerry, Auburn will be the first SEC game. It will be a road game for the Gamecocks. Talk about the SEC generally who are going to be the teams to beat, and how might South Carolina fare in conference this year? 
Well, I think they're going to fare very, very well, and this is why. When you look at the SEC, and when I'm projecting and I'm trying to predict with regards to how good I think a team is going to be, I I look a little bit beyond just the team itself. I look at the other moving parts in the SEC. I look at the other, other moving parts in conference, and uh, I'm looking at the SEC. I see four new coaches. Uh, I see four new coaches that bring tremendous resumes with them, tremendous pedigrees, tremendous bodies of work with them. But the one thing that shouldn't be minimized is that regardless of what they've done before they got to the SEC, uh, this is year number one in their respective jobs. And year number one is very difficult unless you're coming into a situation where uh, a coach was left a lot of talent and that talent will obviously speed up the process when it comes to that first year of transitioning to a new team as a coach. Well, um, South Carolina goes from one of the least experienced basketball teams in the SEC to one of the most experienced basketball teams in the SEC. Kentucky will always be the team to beat uh, because of what Calipari has been able to build, uh, just the amount of uh, recruits, top-level recruits that he's been able to attract uh, to the University of Kentucky. Uh, that speaks uh, for itself. Um, but when you look at uh, where the Gamecocks were picked at, I think they were picked from a seven in the SEC. Well, five of those teams that were picked ahead of them have to come to the CLA. And if South Carolina is able to get off to a good start, which is why, again, this is so important, if they're able to get off to a good start and build excitement, build momentum, you know what? It's going to be very difficult for those five teams that were picked ahead of South Carolina to leave out of Columbia with the win. That's why I think it's ever so important to get off to a really good start, build momentum, build energy, uh, build excitement, and now you make the Colonial Life Arena a very difficult place to play. So we're talking Gamecock men's basketball here on Gamecock Central Radio. Kerry, um, South Carolina won four of their last six last year, and the Gamecocks actually finished with a winning record for the first time in five years. So Frank Martin has been building this program up, and it looks like the Gamecocks are ready to take off here in 2015-16. Are the Gamecocks a postseason team this year? What are the chances the Gamecocks get in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think it's realistic to expect the Gamecocks to get into postseason play. And uh, whether Frank says it publicly or not, um, I can just tell you that those guys um, expect uh, to have a really good year. Now, they're going to take one game at a time, and they're going to try to concentrate on the task at hand, um, one play at a time, one game at a time. Uh, but uh, just again, when you talk about the veteran experience and the influx of young talent and the other moving parts in the SEC, I don't think it's unrealistic at all to expect the Gamecocks to get to postseason play. Outstanding, Kerry. Looking forward to talking more Gamecock basketball with you here on Gamecock Central Radio, and I will see you at the CLA on Saturday. That sounds good, Emerson. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. All right, Kerry Rich, former Gamecock basketball player, the captain, joining us here on Gamecock Central Radio, and we'll have plenty more Gamecock basketball talk here on Gamecock Central Radio. I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us.
¿No se merece tu familia lo mejor? Entonces, ¿por qué no los mejores huevos? Ahora, Egglands Best están disponibles en deliciosas opciones. Huevos clásicos de gallina libre de jaula y orgánicos de Egglands, que ofrecen un sabor más delicioso y fresco de granja, que le encantará a tu familia. En comparación con los huevos ordinarios, Egglands Best contiene la mejor nutrición como 6 veces más vitamina D, 10 veces más vitamina E y el doble de omega 3 y B12. Solo Egglands Best. Mejor sabor, mejor nutrición, mejores huevos. Visita egglandsbest.com para más información. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.